Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, we are in the middle of topics worthy of discussion with our panel. Michael Giles, who uh, has been in government at one level or, uh, or another for 30 years. Uh, Sherry DeNovo, Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, who's a minister at Trinity St. Paul's Centre for Faith, Justice, and the Arts. Also a former MPP. I served with her. And uh, John Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner at Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. Uh, we've been going around the horn on a variety of subjects. I want to switch to uh, something that is fairly current. Uh, I talked to Smokey Thomas, uh, Warren Smokey Thomas, who is the president of the Ontario Public Service Employees Union, OPSU, uh, just after 5 o'clock. And uh, he's got nothing but negatives on the way the sale of cannabis has rolled out in the province of Ontario. Now, in fairness, uh, I don't think it's particular to Ontario. Uh, one of the things he said was that uh, Trudeau had dropped the ball at the federal level because he left all of this to the provinces and it's uh, the sale of cannabis is rolling out in a variety of different ways in different provinces but uh, here's a particular comment that'll start the conversation going trudeau government should have had the provinces in early on and saying you know what what would look like a reasonable model this kind of all over the map there's public private mixed models is all private so yes i think that trudeau uh, dropped the ball on this i think what he did was he just downloaded it onto the provinces, and all he wanted was to see illegal, right, and get some money. Okay, so what happened as a result of that, uh, and all of you would know the story as well as I do, is we went from a situation where the Wynn government was going to ultimately have 40 stores called the Cannabis Store that operated in tandem with LCBO, and we went to the Ford government's idea of making this private. No stores until April. When April finally comes, we get 25, and then after that, we go by lottery and continue opening it up. And a couple of the other things that uh, came into play in my conversation with Smokey was uh, from a 400 yard or 400 meter separation from any school now down to 150 meters and uh, so as far as he's concerned and this is where I want to get your reaction we're still in a situation where uh, cannabis sales in the province of Ontario are largely dominated by the illegal sector. Is that a fair statement, Michael Giles? Yes, I believe it is, actually. I was reading a little bit on this before I came in. Uh, I saw an Ipsos poll, and I'm, I'm not sure, hopefully I read it correctly, that uh, less than 15% of, of Canadians have actually moved to the legal market uh, with, when, it was, when it was introduced. And I assume that's probably because it's, you know, there's one of the contributing factors is the fact you have to mail order it and all that kind of thing. And I can just see people on a Friday night saying, that's order for next week. It doesn't work like that. So um, I think that there's, there is that issue. Um, in all fairness to Premier Ford and, and the other premiers, who this appears to be a supply issue. And I think that rests with the federal government, as I understand the process. So, uh, you know, you know I, only the government could see something coming for two years open it up and then have a supply issue. So uh, that probably speaks more to the idea that maybe the private sector is better in dealing with this kind of thing. So having said that, you know, yeah, I I don't think is, you know, that you're seeing this mass on uh, rush to the 
to the uh, legal market as it's as it operates right now. If 15% is correct, that means 85% of the people just decided to stay where they are and, and you know meet whoever it is in the parking lot of, of their local restaurant on a Friday night and obviously very efficient service. So you mean, yeah. you mean buy it from that guy? That you guy, know, the guy. Yeah. The, the guy on the car, three cars over. That you don't want to, you know, <laughs> who's yeah. a friend of my friend? Friend of my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The one who looks conspicuous. And all right. has so, no, no ID on the call. John, where do you get yours? <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I don't smoke pot. And I got to tell you, though, Peter, I, uh, I'm not one. Uh, I've never been, and I've been on this show a number of times saying that I just did not agree with legalization of, of marijuana. I've always believed that decriminalization was the way to go. And um, and I think the conservatives federally were, were thinking that as well. And, and we're going towards decriminalization if they were going to be reelected. Or, um, so, so this whole thing. So I actually think this was a political move that Justin Trudeau made during the the last election, which got him a whole bunch of millennial votes and, uh, and, uh, and got him into power. And I think at that point, he's... He, they didn't really think this thing through. It took them forever uh, to be able to have some level of strategy on this issue. And I think the one thing that I would agree with Smokey, uh, and I'm not often in agreement with Smokey on this, is that I think they did. I think they just said, you know what, let's just give it to the provinces to do. And then you can have 10 provinces and regions uh, across Canada with all different types of legislations that we're seeing here in Ontario. And then Ontario is going to come back as they did and say, well, we're going to give the municipalities a chance to opt out. So you're going to have this hodgepodge of stuff across Canada and across the province uh, that has going to make no rhyme or reason uh, with respect to uh, how this is going to be done uh, in, in, in any way. So um, I, so from that perspective, I think that what the Premier Ford did with respect to doing it private a sector, I think is the right way to go. I think just adding more government bureaucracy to this would have been would have been just another 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 headache and more costs to it. Um, but I just think it's just ill-informed, ill-rolled uh, uh, out and, and just not not smart at all. Sherry, is, uh, is legalized marijuana, because we have legalized marijuana cannabis, uh, being handled correctly in Ontario? Is the Ford government right, or should it have been the way the Wynn government wanted to do it, or should it not be there at all? Well, you know, only, Peter, I mean, only, uh, you know, it, it became legal in October, and before October, I could count like three um, pot outlets within eight blocks of my house. It becomes legal, they close down, and you can't buy it anymore. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. The website is awful. Uh, people tell me I haven't tried to order. Um, and uh, the simple reality is that even 25, I mean, 25 is nothing across a province of Ontario. Of course, uh, the black market is going to, uh, you know, rake in the profits from this. And of course, they already are. I mean, the simple solution, the simplest solution, you've got an LCBO, sell it to the LCBO, Ontarians get the profit. Uh, there are people in there dispensing it. They've got the, the network set up. I mean, that would have been so simple. But both Wynn and Ford missed the mark on this totally. And, and yes, uh, it's also a supply problem, and it's also a federal problem. Uh, Trudeau dropped the ball, no question about this. Um, uh, and in a sense, you know, our federal party's uh, uh, take on this was the same as uh, John's, which was decriminalization because of, of these problems. But, you know, that horse has left that barn. We've got legalized pot now. Uh, so let's, you know, handle it correctly. And let's 100, figure it 150, out. I mean, really, from schools, I, every parent is going to be up in arms about that. I would be if I had children in elementary or, or school or, or high school. This, this is ham-fisted. This um, is terrible. I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to add my own comment to this because, I, frankly, I don't use it either, so I haven't got a, a particular opinion that affects me. Or the guy. 
but, guy. Or the or guy. The guy. <laughs> okay, if I did, it'd probably be the guy because this sounds like a dog's breakfast. The, if I look south of the border, I look at Colorado because that's the, the benchmark as far as I can see. Uh, they, nobody pronounced on this at the federal level. They decided as a state they were going to do it. They went ahead and did it. Private uh, dispensaries opened up. If you want to buy some weed, and I've talked to people who have been there who have done it, you buy some weed. If you want to buy a cookie or some gummies, you go in and you buy it. You go in and enjoy it or whatever it is you do with it, and that's the end of it. And they don't appear to have uh, a great deal of competition from the biker gangs or anybody else. I don't understand how with the legal infrastructure that we've got and a federal uh, government pronouncing on it, we can get to a point where we can go around the table and hear from all of you for various reasons that this is not working right. Let me just jump into another thing that I discussed with the same Smokey Thomas. He's not directly involved uh, with Unifor, obviously. He, he's worried about Opsu. But uh, as he refers to Jerry Dias, Brother Dias uh, is working very hard to try to uh, save the bacon when it comes to Oshawa, the General Motors plant, talking a lot about uh, monies that were never fully paid back. I don't know if that's true, uh, that Ontario advanced when General Motors was in trouble and the fact that they kind of owe us something. Whereas in the U.S., where four plants were announced uh, on the closure list on the very same day, Trump huffed and puffed for uh, a day or two on that. Didn't do very much about it as far as I can see. He's never mentioned it again. But uh, Jerry Diaz is fighting the good fight and is uh, is essentially putting out the message, we're going to get General Motors uh, doing something in that plant or keeping that plant open out in Oshawa come hell or high water. I'm not sure he's right. Are you, Michael? I'm not 100% sure he's right either. I mean, I, I'm sort of looking at this thing and thinking, is this a major, you know, uh, sort of corporate decision that's not based on, you know, uh, targeting Oshawa directly or anything else like that? Naturally, uh, anybody here would be, want to see it stay open. I mean, GM maintains that uh, they haven't opened a plant in Mexico in 10 years. They may have expanded some, but they haven't opened them. Less than 10% of, of, this, of their product that is sold in Canada uh, originates in Mexico. So that argument's a little rough. I think that, if, you know, if Jerry Diaz is going to go in, and, and make a pitch to General Motors. I think it's probably better to do it in a positive context than it is to be going in there, you know, swimming, swinging hammers and that kind of thing. Because you know, a corporate decision has been made. GM still has a, a workforce of five thousand in Canada, and uh, you know, they're promising to retrain these others. So I, I hope that there is a solution to this. Uh, I just think that if you're going to get that solution, it's one of these situations where it's better to to do it with honey than it is with a hammer. There you go. Let's uh, turn to Sherry and ask the same question. Well, you know, here's the thing, and Peter, you know uh, that the ball was dropped provincially, um, federally, and actually in both sides of the border in bailing out GM with, uh, without any job guarantees. I mean, you know, here's a, a, a case of corporate welfare um, where, the, you know, imagine all the struggling small businesses. Oh, you're that, right, you're listen, right. All I... the struggling small businesses who don't get a handout from anybody, but if you're too big to fail, well, you just get billions of dollars and let the workers you know do what they will who cares about the workers i mean this is the problem and uh you know honestly at this time of year and people are, are feeling you know they they don't have enough money to pr- provide for their families in the way they would like um you know here are these figures i mean there's something like 60 billion dollars from the americans and the canadians went towards this company yeah but they uh, look at look at sherry they paid a lot of it back and and the, some of the blame 
has to be on Brother Dias himself, who maybe didn't put the implicit guarantees into the contract that was last negotiated when he sat at the table to make sure that that plant didn't close. Maybe that's why he's fighting so hard. Well, it actually, the, the you know, the bailout came from the governments, liberal governments at that, and without any uh, stipulations or guarantees. Um, they negotiated a two-tier contract, which was not popular among a lot of the membership um, for Unifor. So, again, did he give up too much? I think possibly. But right now, uh, the real question is what's going to happen in Oshawa? And this is going to be devastating for Oshawa. And we've got a premier who's just saying, too bad, so sad. Okay, John Capobianco, you get the last word on this, and then we're done. Uh, well, I don't think the Premier's saying, uh, too bad, so sad, we're done. I think the Premier's working hard to try to find something as well. But I do think, though, this uh, this this issue with GM uh, and Jerry Dias, this is an issue that has been percolating for a long time. This is not GM just all of a sudden coming up and deciding, oh, my God, we can't do this anymore. We're going to have to shut down our plant. There's been deals, bad deals, that have been that have been, uh, that have been been um, uh, worked out um, over the course of the last number of years uh, through various unions and union leaders, including Jerry Diaz and others, who that caused this to have some level of effect to, that they had to leave. Uh, and I also believe, too, in some cases, Peter, that the hydro rates and the costs uh, that, have, that, have, that have surfaced over the last number of years under the Liberal government in Ontario caused a huge amount of problems with respect to the manufacturing and the costs of doing business here, while other countries were reducing their taxes and trying to make sure that they were uh, making attract, uh, making their, their respective jurisdictions attractive for, for manufacturing. Factory. So I think it's been a number of years uh, that this has been that this has been percolating, and, and it got to this point, unfortunately. But I do think, though, I'm not sure GM is going to do anything in that plant. I think they're pretty res- resolved with respect to what they're going to do. But I do think that there are foreign companies and foreign uh, autom- automotive manufacturing uh, organizations that might be able to use that. Not 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 least of which, of course, Tesla, which I think is at least kicking the tires there, or trying to do something and move their plant from California, or at least some production from California into and, GM. And well, let's like hope. I gotta st- uh, and Musk will ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have to stop you there because we're way over time. I want to say, John Capobianco of Fleischman Hilliard, Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, Michael Giles, government servant of many uh, years and, uh, and levels of government. Thank you all. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful 2019. All Merry the best, Peter. You too. All right, and I'm Peter Sherman in for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.